Hey, greetings everyone and welcome to another episode of Plan B Success. We have a new guest today, Briar Harvey, and she runs a couple of different businesses, which is pretty interesting. One Story Upon a Time and uh, Latchkey Movies and then a webinar program for women. That's what I've seen. Why don't we welcome her and have her explain what she does? Welcome, Briar. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I have two podcasts, A Story for Another Time and Latchkey Movies. One is about kids' movies. One is a serialized memoir. Those do not pay me any money, but they're really fun side projects. Podcasting was something that I found and decided to do. And for a lot of people, it's, you know, a great avenue for exposure. And I've certainly found it that way, but it's been accidental. Mostly it's been about having a fun thing to create. What the job that pays me <laughs> is uh, voice of customer conversations and systems work for entrepreneurs. So basically, I go in to businesses who are typically struggling to cross the six-figure threshold, and we take a look at all of their systems and figure out what conversations they're having with their customers and what conversations they'd like to be having. And then I do a bunch of really involved surveys and customer work. And then we create new programs or products or services that usually people are much more responsive to. So let's talk about what pays you first. How long have you been doing this? Where did you get started and how did you take off? You know, where did you start and where did you get to the point where it started paying for itself? So voice of customer work is something that I kind of fell into sideways. I started copywriting about three years ago. Prior to that, I was a relationship coach. We'll, we'll get into that. And so I found copywriting and I was doing ghostwriting mostly for people writing blogs, writing articles, and it paid okay. But at some point in time, I kind of wanted the credit for my work. You know, I was doing blogs and articles and then courses for people and it was great. And it was fun and you know I learned a lot doing it but in ghostwriting it's almost entirely referral based so if I don't have good referrals or I don't have a referral at the time then I have no current clients and so I really started to think about the work that I was doing and how I was what made my work successful as a ghostwriter, and then I kind of shifted sideways. I've, I've done that a lot in my business, actually, is shifted sideways. Not mm -hmm. full pivots precisely, but little side steps that have led me to a greater place of clarity. Great. And what kind of businesses do you service right now? So mostly I work with coaches um, and spiritual types, authors and artists, people who are creating stuff. Usually they have big visions for the world and they want to make big things and they don't know how to make those things happen. So I help them figure out a plan of implementation. Awesome. So is it all 100% referral based or do you have to do any marketing as well? I do some marketing, but I'd say 
this point in time, yeah, 80% of my customers are referral-based. You're happy where you are with that business? I love what I'm doing, yes. It's great fun, and I like it. I really, I like being able to dive into people's businesses and make them better. There's something really satisfying to me about fixing problems that typically, you know, we don't see in our business because we're just too close to them. It's the stuff that we know we're supposed to fix, but don't know how to fix because it's just too big and too heavy. And there's too many programs. That's a big one. I do a lot of shifting of software from something that we started with that probably worked well when we were a very tiny business, but now we don't. Now we need better email platforms and learning module systems. And yes, fun sure. stuff. Sure, sure. That's great. So what are, what are your future plans for this part of the business? I actually have a program coming in September. It's going to be a group program. I'm hoping to guide a few more people at a time through the process of implementation. I'd like to see if, at the moment, a lot of what I do is very instinctive, and I'd like to see if there's any way that I can actually create some kind of system, because that's what I love are systems. So if I could figure out one for my own business, that would be fabulous. And that's what I'm working towards. I'm looking at an initial cohort of maybe 12 people. And if that does well, we'll see what happens from there. I'm going to bring on a couple of affiliates and I have a pretty solid just word of mouth marketing plan for this. It's going to be probably a 2K program. So... So let's talk about some of the other stuff that you do, the, the stuff that you do for fun. How did you start with that? So the podcast, my first podcast was kids movies. And it started one day in a little tiny subreddit. And I said to a friend, you know, I watch these movies with my children every single day, all of the time. Someday I'm going to start a podcast with creative analysis. And a bunch of people said, you know, I'd listen to that. And then one of my friends said, I went to school to be a radio DJ and now I'm a marketer and I'm super jealous of this idea. So I stole her and now she is my co-host and editor and I do, it's fabulous, I do show notes and manage the website and she does social media and editing and we've just managed to split this beautifully and we get together every Tuesday night and drink wine and talk about kids movies it's fantastic my other podcast is a work in progress I am hopefully launching at the end of August and I am just recording little memories and things it's something that I a lot of the things that I create are something that I wanted and I went looking for and couldn't find, so I decided to make myself. So this is a narrative memoir, and they'll just be little short stories, basically. And let's see, there's the women's group. We come back in September. That's a group of about 10 to 15 women right now, and we just meet and have a social support structure once a month, but it's a bunch of women from Omaha and they're in a bunch of different places in life so it is a fun and cool thing that I like doing 
And then, oh, podca- uh, oh uh, webinars. I do that once a week, too, with another friend. And we get together on Friday morning and talk about business and record it with a slideshow and baby animals. I mean, really, there are so many things that I do that are just a good time. I feel like a lot of us get to this place in business where we create because we feel like we have to because the internet gurus tell us we must have all the channels, right? And I decided that that was not the way I wanted to structure my business. I wanted to build my business around things that I enjoyed. And if they also brought me money, well, then that was just a fringe benefit. So I have these things and yeah, all of them provide me leads. All of them provide me, most of my services are really high touch. I know all of my customers. They were friends before I started working with them. And so that works well for me. So they come and they find me through these weird little places and they like me and then they want me to fix their businesses. That's pretty neat. So you've got a lot of balls that you're juggling right now. That is true. That is true. So how's your uh, the Kids Movies podcast doing? Like, you know, do you have a consistent number of listens each month? We average right now, so we launched in April. We're averaging 500 a month in June and July, we're hoping to hit uh, a thousand in August. That's that's a little aggressive, but we'll see what happens. We did the Lion King live, so that should be fun. And you know, it's just it's consistent growth, right? We're getting ready. We're in our second season. We'll launch some kind of subscriber thing probably in our third season, and I doubt we'll get anything more than enough to pay for the website and our host provider but that's fine right that's more than enough for us in terms of a business model at this point we're not looking to get rich we're looking to talk about kids movies so how do you go about marketing it this is an interesting question because it's kind of niche so we actually got have gotten a couple of boosts since iTunes has tweaked their algorithms and title groupings. So that's been helpful. We personally market in Facebook groups and Reddit boards. It's all very organic word of mouth. We have We also have several what I would call fan ambassadors who love the work that we are doing and share the podcast with everyone they know. And really, that word of mouth is some of the best endorsements you can get when you have a podcast because podcast people are very specific people. You either listen to podcasts or you don't. And if you listen to podcasts, usually you're on your quest for the next great fix, right? You need another podcast to listen to because you haven't, you've heard them all already. So that seems to be a nice niche that we're hitting is the parenting people who need new podcasts to listen to probably while they're doing dishes. Are you getting any sponsors yet or how do you go about monetizing it? We have not looked for sponsors yet. Our plan actually next is to consider a podcast network. So some of these 
that we've looked at are pretty sketchy. The big ones you need to be invited to, and our numbers don't support that yet. So what we have decided to do instead is create our own. That'll be happening sometime in season three. We've reached out to several other podcasters that we know that have parenting type pods. And what we're going to do is just create our own network so that there will be an available number of listeners based on the total number of podcasts. And then from there, we'll be able to approach sponsors, I think, much more easily. So that's all in the works. Probably not in 2019. We probably won't start the actual monetization process until early 2020. So can you just uh, name your podcast for the listeners in case they go look in? Yeah, it's Latchkey Movies. That's the one where you do the movie reviews. Yep, that's the one where we do the movie reviews. And the other is A Story for Another Time, which is not live right at the moment, but may well be by the time this interview goes live. And then your the business mentorship that you're doing and the webinar group, are there websites for those? Yes, you can find the webinars at... This is work, I swear.com. See, I like to play with it. And my website is briarharvey.com. Everything lives there at briarharvey.com. If you can't find the other stuff, there's a tab that says projects, and you can find links for all of the things that I do there. With all that you're doing, how do you keep yourself organized? You know, you, you seem to have a lot, lot of balls in the air. So, how do you keep that organized? Well, since I do project management for a job, I am pretty good at this. My personal systems are based around a program called Amazing Marvin, which is not free, but it is fabulous, and a Trello board or five. I also do use some print planners. I'm a big fan of Charlie Gilkey's Momentum Planner. I love the pretty, pretty leaders in heels planners. I like, so I do plan a lot. The part for me that is important is getting it all down, whether that's on paper or digitally, and I do tend to duplicate. I think that's kind of inevitable when you have so many things going on. Print, to write things down is really important for me to kind of process and figure out what's coming, and then that stuff usually gets transferred digitally. So the Trello boards manage my content calendars. There's one for each of the podcasts. There's one for the group program that's coming, and then there's just a general content calendar. I use Trello power-ups for those. Those are very handy. And then my day-to-day stuff is run an amazing Marvin because you can set that up in about a million different ways that will suit you. There's a bunch of different strategies. One that I really like is called the procrastination strategy. It gives you these little exclamation points for all of the times that you have carried over a task and not done it. And there will be things that I've got like a whole row of exclamation marks on going, yeah, yeah, I should probably get to this thing. So 
I'm not perfect, obviously, uh, but I do have pretty great systems. And what's key for me is I check in every single day. I set things up in the morning before I get started. I do that actually on Reddit of all places. There is a subreddit called 90 Days Goal, which is really great for just kind of group feedback if you don't have a mastermind or a business partner that you can kind of share that with. That's a great place for that kind of in-the-moment feedback. And then I will do my work day, and at the end of the day, I also review everything that I have done. There's actual, like, journaling processes for this, and it seems like a lot, but it's 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at night, and I don't spend my day on Facebook or Twitter unless I planned to be there. I manage to get things fairly well executed when I sit down to do them. Awesome. Do you foresee any of the work that you're doing kind of becoming your mainstream? I know you're holding a job and then doing all of this, but do you see that? You know, the 10-year plan, honestly, is none of these things. The 10-year plan is that I'd like to speak more. I am working towards that. I think the podcasts are kind of closer to speaking. I speak locally a lot at events, and I teach locally. I have done a couple of conferences. I'd like to do more. I'd like to do bigger stage presentations. And yeah, so I think the podcasts are a good avenue for that. And I think managing my own business and having to develop those kinds of social media channels help me position myself for that work. But yeah, none of these are, none of these are actually the end goal. That's why I sidesteps, lots of little pivots, lots of little pivots. All right. That was great, Briar. So it looks like you have a lot on your plate and you seem to be managing it really well and, you know, wish you the very best in what you're doing. Before we end, is there any takeaway that you would like to offer our listeners in terms of your experiences? You know, I mentioned briefly three years ago, I was a relationship coach and I was um, working with women who were postpartum and I was pregnant with my third child and I had a uh, placental abruption. I lost the baby. I very nearly died and this was a monumental thing for me. It was a huge shift in the way that I was doing business and doing the things that mattered to me in my life. And for me now, what I most want people to take away is that you should, it's important to enjoy the work that you're doing, even if it is not immediately apparent where the financial gain is from it. Those things come when you, and this is not some trite, you know, if you love it, the money will follow. That's not precisely how that works. What I am saying is that life is short and it's more important to do the things you love than to not do the things you love. Don't let regret be the thing that keeps you from doing something you love just because you aren't sure it will be immediately profitable. Awesome. That's very good advice, Briar. Thank you so much for 
joining us today and thank you for all your input in all the different things that you're doing. It, it's delightful that you're doing this and we wish you the very best. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Hey, I hope you liked that episode. Please do subscribe. Please do share the word so others might benefit from this content as well. Do subscribe and leave a review. Thank you.